Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian Because if we knew we were not going to have I think the Clippers would have been a lot more active Trying to at least get somebody Because last year they sang Pat Pat Because they were nervous This And if you're that nervous to sign Pat Pat To a three million deer, three million, You know what, I'm just going to restart the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Two good friends from college Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum it's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Man, that theme slaps. That's probably the best part of our podcast. Is that yeah. twenty seconds of theme that plays right before we just start talking about whatever? Our our uh, viewers just come in for the intro. They leave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes you just need uh, that twenty seconds to get for a download credit. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. How you doing, Clipper friends? My name is Brian Andrew. I am here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? How are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing all right. How are you? Be honest, my mouth really hurts. I went to the dentist yesterday, and they just went in there and just cleaned house. <laughs> and <laughs> my mouth has been killing me, but I'll survive. Um, on this episode, we will be getting into a potential third center, and would we like it to be DeAndre Jordan? And another thing we'll get into is the Rich Paul controversy. But first, is water wet? <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 I just, just leave? I, <laughs> every time I bring that up to you, get this <laughs> It, like, irritates me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why this is a question. <laughs> so so for, for, for fans in the, in the uh, break the fourth wall, in the last podcast that we did, I brought up at the end of the podcast with Jesse, I was like, is water wet? And we went into it. It was a good solid 10 minutes, I feel like, of is water wet. And then and I, went, I went to edit it, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to take this whole thing out. Yeah. <laughs> As I was explaining, my brain was breaking down. <laughs> All the neurons are just misfiring. <laughs> just, it, was, it, was, it was hurting. It was a painful time. Uh, so let's not get back into that. I get shell shocked every time I hear that <laughs> question. Um, so, so uh, third center watch, I guess. Um, all the Clipper fans realize, you know, we need a third center. I think everyone in the world needs a third center, but I feel like sometimes it feels like the Clippers don't think they need the third center. Uh, I feel like if we knew that the Zubak and Ibaka injuries were not that serious or they are serious. We felt like if they were super serious, the Clippers wouldn't have made super a move. Cereal? Super serial? <laughs> if they knew they were super serial, they wouldn't have made a move already, right? Because last year they got nervous and signed Pat Pat to a $3 million deal, right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't do that this year. So where are you at on terms of what you think is going on in the Clippers headquarters, the Clippers Pentagon in terms of... I think that- Signing a player. <laughs> Clippers Pentagon. Uh, I think they're just waiting for the offseason to progress and seeing like uh, how Zoo and Serge are doing. But they have no concerns, which is I don't I don't know if that's uh we should be happy about that or 
It's just, uh, was it ignorance is bliss, you know, type of situation. But I definitely know Clippers track history. Uh, we tend to have issues with injuries. Uh, so I would love to have a third center. Uh, I know there's several options for that position. You know, there's, uh, <laughs> I'm about to say Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins. You like that? <laughs> um, there's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think the Vikings are trying to get rid of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so maybe he might be available. He'll take Paul George's spot and throw in the ball out of bounds. <laughs> I just see like Kirk Cousins get posterized by Cat with <laughs> Cat Williams. <laughs> I <heard> this podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness! I am dropping the ball everywhere. But uh, Cat Williams was a pretty good center back like in his day. Yeah. This, this is what happens when the Clippers are not on the news. All right. So this is. Uh, uh, but uh, so. <laughs> So this is Marcus Cousins. We have DeAndre Jordan. Uh, that's a recent rumor. Apparently, he might become available. Um, and there's Mo Bama has also been showing up. Yeah, there's also technically Pat Pat's available, technically. Okay, like I said, three candidates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love you, Pat Pat. Um, I think there's a couple other... Um, like if you're listening, if you listen to other Clippers podcasts, the Locked On Clips podcast kind of found it found it odd that like uh, on Wikipedia the Harvenstein Harvenstein kid that a lot of people were hopeful about is maybe going to play for Bayern Munich. Um, who else? There was somebody else that a lot of people I think had. Oh, DJ Wilson. I think was this people- like on the was this on Twitter? It was on Twitter, and it was also on the, their last episode that they oh. discussed it. Um, hmm. But I would – so that kind of sucks. But I'm not going to lie to you. So let's get into DeAndre Jordan because I think DeAndre Jordan <laughs> – Forget is, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, let's – like, we Let's can, we forget can, about DeMarcus Cousins. We can, we can, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we can try to be a proper podcast and be like, you know what, let's look at the ins and outs of everybody else. No, no, no. I'm going to put on the rose cutter glasses and I would love to see DeAndre Jordan come back to the Clippers. He was my favorite Clipper in the Lob City era. Does he have flaws? Yes, plenty of them. But I don't care. If we were <laughs> able to somehow kind of mix the eras together and he didn't mind being the third center, which I still think he thinks he could probably start or at least be the second center because you know what I mean. Third center, you basically DMP until we need you. Yeah. Um, but he, he seems like he just he he wouldn't mind just hanging out. I don't know. <laughs> what are your takes? <laughs> um, I mean, I heard his name were, was pretty tied closely with uh, the Lakers, which I hope that doesn't happen. Um, there's a good chance he'll play more with the Lakers, though. Um, I would love to see DeAndre Jordan back in the Clippers uniform. Um, like I said, he was part of Lob City. Um, he burned the Mavs uh, <laughs> for us. So, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's that's a I, I I can't you can't put a price on that. Screw Mark Cuban. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I would love to see him back in the Clippers jersey. Uh, I think he still offers um, some rim protection, and obviously uh, he can still rebound. 
um, in his position. I think that'll be valuable when we need depth in the playoffs. So I, I, I hope he comes back to like uh, to Lakers to the Clippers. So, oh my goodness! Hey, uh, let's restart the podcast. Start <laughs> over. No. Uh, so his best years were with the Clippers, but uh, a stat that I found pretty interesting is he shot above 50% from the free throw line when he left the Clippers. Like, like when his last year with the Clippers, he shot 58%, and then the year before, they shot 48 And then, so, like, we all know the hack of Jordan stuff, right? Yeah, but his also, but, his, uh, his attempts went down from – eight to like 1.6 so hey that's true but he he made one of those (laughs) made one of those two (laughs) so uh but in dallas when he was shooting for four free throws a game he shot 68 percent when he and then when he played for the knicks he shot three and a half free throws per game and shot 77 percent uh so and then if he's the third center and even if they started doing hackett's jordan shit he i don't think he's gonna be playing the fourth quarter you know what i mean like they could try to do some hackett jordan shit and slow the game down but go for it you know slowing the game slowing the game down for the clippers is kind of what we want so i i would love to see it like obviously he kind of clogs the paint he doesn't really do anything He's a really good defender, but he can't defend on the perimeter. So it's not like he, he's better than DeMarcus Cousins. But uh, there was a lot of times where, like, well, you know, it kind of happened like Rudy Gobert last year, right? Like, you got Rudy, Rudy Gobert away from the rim, and then we, you're kind of able to exploit him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Same thing would happen with DeAndre Jordan. But I feel like we would – but getting DeAndre Jordan in small sample sizes, I'm all for it. And even if it fails, it would just be fun to see him on the Clippers again. Because if you put him with what was previously our best era of Clippers basketball, and this is all rose-colored glasses shit, you know, because it's like, who like is he probably the best option? No, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's it would be cool to see if we could get like a little cross between both probably our best era of Clippers basketball to our current era of Clippers basketball, and we already got rid of the in between people. So, like, eventually, like, yeah, it would be cool if we got Pat Bev back at some point and stuff like that. We've talked about that in the last podcast. But it mm-hmm. would be really – it would be kind of cool to get someone that was part of that era and bring him. And he's only 32, you know, so it's well, not like bringing in J.J. Reddick, who I think is now 47. So, so 47. Is he 47? No, he's like 37. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Um, uh, well, since we're discussing about uh, bringing back Clippers, you know, old past players um, – who would you like if you could have it happen? You know, like cat space was an issue. Who would you want to have back? Uh, the Clippers multiverse. Like... Yeah, Clippers multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think actually, like low key, it would be just it would be DeAndre Jordan, I guess. Um, but like you brought up to me before, like would you like to see Blake Griffin back on the Clippers? And I would like to see that too. I think like if, even if personal opinion, if Blake Griffin was part of the Lob City era and then he came back to the Clippers and he was legit, just like the 15th guy on the roster, like he never played DMP mainly in street clothes. And we won a championship and he did that. And Blake, so Blake Griffin played for Lob City, but he won a championship, even if it's a paper championship technically for him. 
he deserves a statue. <laughs> and I always felt like with the Lob City team, it would be really cool for them to fill in like a fifth, like one of those guys to fill in a 15th man on the roster and get a championship and be rewarded for it. You know, kind of like, hey, you 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 had to deal with those Doc River years and deal with all the BS of that and Donald Sterling and all that. And then like, so you didn't get a championship in that era, but here, just basically sitting in street clothes, we got you another one. Or we got you one. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like that was always something that i thought would be really cool but i the, the more as time goes on i've realized how toxic those lop city years were <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, they're uh, like uh mean grill status you know uh <laughs> but uh you know i was always really uh against uh having blake griffin back on the clippers um even when he became available uh, when he got bought out by Detroit Pistons. But a lot of that stemmed from, like, I didn't like how you approached the last offseason uh, before you resigned the big deal with uh, with Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how he went to go see the Suns to kind of basically force the Clippers' hands to pay him a lot more money. Um, and now, like, I understand, like, yeah, he's just looking out for his own self, you know, so. Like, he needs to get paid. Uh, I'd probably do the same thing. Um, so, realizing that now, I would love to see Blake Griffin um, back on the Clippers, but he can't have any issues with my boy Bomber, okay? He needs right. a handshake. <laughs> they need a dap. They, <laughs> they need to be close. I need to see them, like, going to comedy clubs together. Because right. uh, that's my boy, dude. He, you know. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I do feel like now we're in a Clippers world where we're, like, you know, just after one season, we're loyal to this Clippers team. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we all have maybe our favorite Clippers of all time, but we're loyal to this team. And I'll admit, when Blake Griffin got traded, I was really upset with the franchise. I was like, you, you just gave this guy a lot of money. And I had, from previous Clipper experience of, like, no one's going to want to come here again. We just went through – I just went through – 10 to 12 years of watching this team just legitimately be one of the worst teams in the league and I was like at least with Blake Griffin I felt like we had a hope of being competitive or at least a hope of bringing in another star to play with Blake Griffin at that point in his career I I remember that I was really upset when we traded him because I was like, why are we going through a rebuild? Because there's no, there's nothing in history that says the Clippers could get out of the rebuild mode. Like our rebuilds take a decade. Yeah. Like, and I was really upset by it. But then, like, the Tobias Harris teams were really good. And then we traded Tobias Harris. And I was getting like, what's going on here? You know? (laughs) They just want to spite you. Uh, But I do remember you being really pissed off about the Blake Griffin uh, trade. Uh, We're we're in college together. And uh, you're basically going on a rant about it. But I was like, you know what? I was agreeing with the Clippers move because your best player, your star player, your, the leader of your team, the he can't be injury prone, and that's what I saw, and I, I agreed with it. Uh, it sucked, but I think it worked out for the best. Like yours, like you mentioned, the Tobias Harris era, that yeah. was fun. And then we, and then like, hey, you really like this trade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like Clippers, the Clippers front office is cold, man. And I had to realize that, and I think that's why, like, I was frustrated when we got Rondo. 
but I I was like I was like fine whatever you know like of course we're not going to keep Lou I I felt like Lou Williams number uh his time with the Clippers was was limited once a the, all those rumors were coming out that he uh was possible him Montrez and Pat were upset with the new Clippers rotations right mm-hmm. and the fact that Lou Will's name was in there and then we got we were like hey Trez could go you know just like he could go and I, I always kind of felt like that vibe that Lou Will was not necessarily happy being on the team in his final like that final half year mm. and looking back I'd much rather have kept him and stuff like that and I don't know what was going on but I was like that doesn't seem like Lou Will was happy here like I think he'd much rather play for the Clippers than anywhere else mm. but I but I did have that like you know what when the free agency's over he's or when it gets to free agency we'll, we'll probably lose Lou Will to retirement or something I, I didn't see him resigning though. Yeah, um, the Lou Will and Patrez, Pat Patrez, <laughs> Pat uh, no Pat Bev, um, those off season, those off season moves or during season moves uh, really did uh, irritate me a little bit. Um, those were my favorite players, um, Pat Bev. I remember uh, I was like telling you I'm gonna buy Pat Bev jersey. Uh, when he first got traded, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, uh, that'd be totally a hipster move. <laughs> right. And well, uh, well, there, there's this thing about, and uh, you have ever heard of that jersey assurance thing or whatever, like that NBA says, like, hey, if your player gets traded or whatever, you can turn your jersey in and possibly like have some money toward getting another one. It's like a weird thing that NBA.com has. And I was always like, why would you do that? Because if anything, that jersey shows that you were a fan during a different time of basketball. You know, like, yeah, if you have a Pat Beverly jersey, is like, oh, you were a fan of the Clippers from at least maybe 2018, or at least you were a fan of them last season, right? Mm -hmm. So when the Clippers finally do something good, it's like, oh, I was a fan since back when, right? Um, So I never understood that. Uh, the only good thing that comes out from those is those uh jerseys tend to go cheaper. So if you're right, if you're long cash, like man, I, I scooped up a Lou Williams jersey right. <laughs> on the low. I was like, oh, I still got some of my size. I was like, bam, got it. Right, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little snug. It's like uh, it's an extra small. <laughs> just like because like because looking back, like for example, Blake Griffin just signed with the Nets, but you know he, in my opinion, he's going to be a player that's always available moving forward. You know, like he's not he's going to be a one to one player. You know, he's always not one to one, but like every year he's going to be available to an extent. Yeah. Um. But the thing that kind of makes me sad is like like Lou Williams is legit probably never coming back to the Clippers. Yeah. Like and. Like Pat Bev may, you may make it DeAndre Jordan, you might get Blake Griffin. I I really don't see anybody else who would bring in. JJ Reddick's a good shooter, but no. I, I don't want to see JJ Reddick. He, he 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 him and his hostility toward the Clippers and the fact that he still talks about to this day. I just don't want to see him around. And uh he can stay uh so as long as I don't see him win a chip, I'm good. Same thing Chris Paul. <laughs> but um you know since we're discussing about uh lou williams i read a an article that was pretty interesting about like is the clippers 
uh, an organization that saves careers. And uh, I thought it was interesting because uh, I remember, I don't know how I heard the story. I don't know if it was a like a YouTube series, but he was talking about like when he got traded to the Clippers, um, he was considering retiring and he was done. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> next thing you know, you know, they're competing for the playoffs and they're just rejuvenating his career, I think. Um, and then we had Rich Jackson, you know, his career blossomed in the playoffs and it looks like he's rejuvenated. Nicholas Batum, uh, same thing. I just thought it was pretty interesting now that I thought about Lou Williams. As so, well. so do you feel like it's Justice Winslow's turn? I, I hope so. Um, I wish nothing but the best for that guy. I think he had a great season. I, I mentioned in the past with the Heat, he had potential and great promise, and he dealt with a lot of injuries. And I'm hoping that <clears throat> coming off the bench, he won't be straining his bo- body as much. And mm-hmm. you know, I think Ty Lue is going to try to use him to his uh, to his strengths. So. I, I think so. I think if I, I put money on it, I put twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I think I'd want to see that too. And and I think whoever our third center is, I have a feeling it's going to be a veteran. And I think they also might be in that little conver- uh, conversation of like, oh, are we gonna get there? Because like, imagine if we do get Demarcus Cousins, like. A whole year of Demarcus Cousins being part of the team, he's going to get a lot more playing time. He's going to have really cool, I think, regular season moments if he was there the whole time. It's just defensively, he doesn't really bring much to the team, but yeah. it is what he could stretch the floor at least. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, uh, he played really well in the Sun series, I think, uh, in, in those limited minutes, you know. But uh, speaking of uh, before we move on to the next thing, how do you feel about uh? Uh, Rondo possibly going back to the Lakers. They could fucking have him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put a tweet out. I was like, I think he's too young to join that team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's gonna have a bunch of DMPs. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't. It's too much. I, youth, it's too much youth for that team. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't understand that move. I, I think they just want him as a veteran presence. Um, they have a lot of veteran presence. That's true. That that's a good point. <laughs> maybe as a as an assistant coach. <laughs> well, I'm trying. Like, I, we'll maybe have to do this on another podcast when we discuss maybe the Clippers competition and stuff going into the season. But I'm intrigued on like how they filled out the roster and how deep and like what kind of rotation they're gonna have because like, uh, let's be honest, you know they're the Clippers biggest competition, you know, like we're always going to be compared to what the Lakers are doing. It's just the way things are. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued on like, cause if I'm being honest with you, the Lakers could be the number one seed in the West because I think they have a very good regular season roster. We'll see how good they are in the playoffs, but they could also be in the playing tournament if enough injuries happen, because imagine uh, LeBron and AD had to go down again and you're rocking a team with uh, Kendrick Nunn and Russell Westbrook running the show. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, it, yeah, I'm, be intri- interesting. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued because the Clippers do have the potential to be um, just as good or even better if we can stay healthier. And I think the healthier team in LA is going to be the better team in LA. And I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it's, 
I think based on how these rosters are constructed at this moment, it's true. Yeah, because like no, it's 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 crazy that the Clippers would have the youngest roster out of the two. So, um, let's get into some controversy. Um, so earlier this week, uh, Nerlens Noel basically sued Rich Paul. Did he sue Rich Paul or did he sue Clutch Sports or I whatever? I think I think it's Clutch Sports. So Paul. he sued saying like, "Hey, he they cost me about fifty eight million dollars." I believe that was the number. Mm-hmm. And be, and so the story goes on that uh, I forgot what team offered it to him. I want to say it was the Mavericks was yes, going to was. offer him. I guess year, 40 mil. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, I believe there was a $70 million deal somewhere. Oh, was it? Sorry. Yeah, it was 70 and, mil. Sorry. And, uh, and Rich Paul, I guess – was a not picking up phone calls on purpose apparently uh or not communicating that these deals were there or or i believe nerlens and was part of a different agency but rich paul told him at a party or something like hey you know i can make you more money so you should leave that agency so that agency i think set up a 70 million dollar deal yeah that's exactly what happened and then rich paul basically was like no will you come with me and then what ended up happening that season is um, Nerlens Noel like signed a one-year, five million dollar deal, and Rich Paul basically convinced him that that's better for him at that moment. And apparently, Rich Paul was not picking up the phone for other from other teams in this. In, and so it became about like what was going on Nerlens Noel, which was kind of bullshit. And it's kind of funny because you kind of see that happen a lot with some clutch sports players. Now, none of them, I don't think, have spoken up or anything, or if any of them have the same feelings that New Orleans Royal has. We haven't heard that yet. But it's very interesting that, like, it kind of sounds like Rich Paul on purpose is not picking up phone calls from what looks like to be LeBron's competition. Mm-hmm. And so what are your takes so far? Uh, Rich Paul's a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> First off, I was at that party. Um, I was telling Nerlens Noel, don't do it. <laughs> you're, you're like, hey, then, like, it's like, I, I, I got you a 70 million. He left your agency. He's like, I got you set up for a 70 million deal, 7 million, 70 million dollar deal. He's like, and then Rich Paul's like, you don't want to go to Dallas, man. I got you. And, <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty interesting, if true, um, which it seems like because there was a, always rumors around him um evolving with the clippers um and i for one when i heard those rumors i was like for it because i thought nerland's noel was uh i think he played great he plays great defense um and i thought we needed that and i wouldn't mind have any having that as a second option before we had Serge Ibaka. especially especially as a young center mm-hmm. you, you have a window where you're in your prime and you're gonna make like solid money you know what i mean because once you're probably out of that prime you you a center's prime is a lot smaller than anybody else's prime and i think he probably had that opportunity to make 70 million dollars and i think he signed a pretty decent deal this season with the knicks 
but you're most likely not going to make that money again at some point unless you for whatever reason have like the most balling year and then a team really thinks they could use you but we're in a league that teams are thinking they don't need legit centers anymore and when you're older you're slower and so I, it's just like you have a window and I think that's where Norman's Noel's eyes like I had a window to make 70 million dollars and Rich Paul talked me out of it yeah so and then he didn't represent properly um if true man I I I hope this damages Rich Paul's uh image as a as a what's the position what does he do again uh, <laughs> as, a, he, as an agent yeah he's an agent like <laughs> um because you know okay if you're gonna represent somebody um you represent them it doesn't matter what their position is or you know status is in the nba whether or not they're superstars or just your rotational players if you're gonna represent them represent them do it properly um you can you can play your bullshit ass like hardball thing but if you're <laughs> your job is to get the best contract for your for your uh you know for your for your client i mean if you're not doing that then you're not doing your job yeah well also like the reason why we're bringing it up on this podcast is a apparently it's sounding like rich paul's not picking up the phone from lebron's competitors Mm-hmm. which would be you know like I, said, I mentioned clippers are one of his biggest competitors and yes it's a bitch move and but i'm not gonna go off and, and and say like that's exactly what he was doing like that was his intention i'm not gonna say that yet until more shit comes out but it's looking like some it's a little odd that western conference teams <laughs> were reaching out to rich paul saying like and one of them was to be the los angeles clippers with nerlens noel and and for whatever reason that's not getting back to nerlens noel and a deal's not happening so now he's taking deals somewhere else so it's a and i'm not i'm not accusing the entire thing at Rich Paul yet until I hear more, but it's not looking good. And I'm and I know for a fact just the way this works, and maybe we'll get into this again in a little bit. But uh, it's not going to negatively affect LeBron, right? Like we're gonna yeah. kind of ha- we're gonna have a couple, we're gonna have our two cents on it how it affects LeBron's and LeBron's blah blah blah. But no one cares. Like LeBron, LeBron's untouchable. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it just uh, well, I don't know. I never. I'm all for um, – how can I say this? You know, they were really against Rich Paul. You know, I know they were trying to make a rule that you need some sort of degree to be an agent. Uh, at one point, try to kick him out um, of being, you know, because <clears throat> he was getting a lot of uh, Star City um, clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was all for the success of Rich Paul. But there's some things where, like, it kind of irks me. Um like, it's hard for me to believe that Montrez Harrell's best deal that he got was with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, that was the weirdest thing to me, I thought. Yeah, because, like, even though he had a rough playoff and he was kind of – you could tell he had, like, an attitude issue. He was, he was the sixth man of the year. He, he couldn't have 
really help like uh unless he really was like i'm gonna take it to the clippers and maybe he was convinced by rich Paul and on and like i don't know whatever it's like hey why don't you get back at the clippers and sign with the lakers for nine million dollars you know yeah uh but in my opinion mantras arrow like could have easily signed with uh, a team that's not as good as lakers or an easter conference team or whatever make a little bit more money and be probably a solid piece for that team. You know what I mean? And it seemed like the Lakers thing was more of a spite move than a than a, an actual business move, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I want to see how this story uh, unfolds. But, yeah. I hope it's not true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, like something to keep in mind too. We have one, I think, Rich Paul client on our team, and that's uh, Brandon Boston Jr. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the? I saw like a meme, like uh, when he signed like a three-year contract, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like uh, it says, uh, he can get me a veteran minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was so, like, well, let, let's see what happens with that. We'll we'll see like when it comes down to it, like. Because like the Clippers are a team where it's like you're loyal to the Clippers, you know. Like, not saying you should be, but I think like it's like we're we're building a culture where like Kawhi is taking a little less money at this initial moment to stay for four more years, or Nick Batum's coming back. You know, this yeah. is a culture of people making, I guess, financial sacrifices. Sacrifice, yeah, to be part of this team and culture. We'll see in in a couple of years if Brandon Boston kind of blows up, if he's just like, I'm going to take my ball and go somewhere else. Or, yeah. you know, we'll see. Um, uh, before we head out, do you want – let's talk about um, – it, it's looking like Rachel Nichols is out of ESPN. I think – I don't know if it's like officially she's released or whatever. Uh, but it's looking like the jump is not going to be a show anymore. Uh if you ever wanted to hear just really bad takes from Richard Jefferson or Kendrick Perkins, you would watch the jump. <laughs> uh, it, it, and then like sometimes Matt Barnes will go up there and be like, Hey man, that guy's not tough. And I'm like, all right, just cause you played NBA basketball, some neck tattoos doesn't mean you were the toughest fucking guy in the league. <laughs> right? but, like, but you faked through the ball. <laughs> at Kobe Bryant's face. Like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, like I, I like Matt Barnes. He I was, do too. <laughs> uh, I, I I like Matt Barnes, but like the jump or ESPN when they get these correspondents in there, they find ways to like make me really dislike some of these players. And so and for example, um I forgot his first name, but uh he used to play for the Clippers actually, uh Hollins. And he started doing some ESPN stuff. And like, it feels like once you sign that contract with ESPN, it's like, hey, you're going to have to go on the jump and have some dipshit takes real quick. And it's like, hey, if you have a good take, just keep that in your back pocket. You, your shit needs, your, your take needs to be a little bit more dipshitty. And, and they're like, all right, fine. You know, Kendrick Perkins, like, yeah, hey, that's what I do all day. You know, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> but like, and then like, you sign to Fox Sports, it's like, it doesn't have to be dipshitty. It just has to be so fucking stupid <laughs> that it's not even close to being a take. Like, these are not even hot takes. These are just fucking dumb. It's, it's crazy with uh, what these shows have become. Um, yeah. All these hot takes are 
because I'll be honest, before I discover Clippers Twitter, my takes that I heard from other people on the Clippers were like from like Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, and all these other ESPN or Fox Sports outlets, because I didn't know there was a there was a, a community of people that had takes on the Clippers that were actual Clippers fans. And Clippers fans, I think, are very humble fan. Like, I actually feel a little weird when I find non-humble Clippers fans because I'm like, uh, why? What? Yeah. Like, have you have you not watched this team for for a decade? Like, one, one guy was talking shit. I told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man, look, look, yeah, dude. Like, dude, it's, it's, <laughs> if somebody told me that the Clippers would win a championship, I sacrifice a go. I'll do it. And I swear to God, I'll do it. <laughs> because like, I get like, Hey, I get super superstitious. I stood in the same corner of my, my apartment though, the entire playoffs, because I thought, and the Clippers made it that far. So guess what I'm doing next season? You know what so, though? Uh, <laughs> I am really superstitious too, but during the last playoff, I was like, you know what, Jesse, there's things you just can't control. <laughs> once i realized that i was able to enjoy the playoff series <laughs> i i've told i've told myself that before but i'm not that brave but you know like, what <laughs> it was because of reggie jackson reggie, yeah, reggie jackson. god bless that man right. uh, we should have a shrine at the la forums of reggie jackson with his what? uh with his shades on oh yeah oh. There, there should be like a little case, like when you. But walk if it's gonna be Inglewood, I don't want those like shades that he plays with, like in the basketball. Like I want him wearing Lokes, you know. Right, I get that. Inglewood. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like I'm intrigued on what their city edition jerseys this year are gonna be. Do you think it's just gonna be the same cartoon, Mr. Cartoon, like LA thing, but it's the jersey's gonna be blue or something this year? Like, <laughs> uh yeah, I'm kind of done with the Mr. Cartoon thing. Uh, I really want something that's closer to the San Diego Clippers. <laughs> I'm all about uh, it. I, I have this take. Like, if the Warriors could wear a San Francisco and an Oakland jersey in, like, the same season, or the Lakers could wear their, like, MPLS or whatever that jersey was, uh for like why can't the clippers just rock san diego at like for like an alternative jersey it just says san diego on it and then imagine how many people in san diego who are kind of casual fans of basketball or whatever don't really have a team or whatever would probably be like, no i'm gonna rock that jersey you know and i'm gonna be and then the, maybe that once you spend money on it you're kind of like eh, i might be a clippers fan now <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like it's weird how certain things happen you know yeah, it's it's a uh, it's strange. I really want a rebrand of the Clippers. I am desperate for it. I understand why we made the rebrand. Like it was so close. Our old logo was so close to the Lakers logo, and I completely understand that. But come on, a giant C with a little LA in it. Oh my, dude! Our our uh, AC Clippers jersey or logo is so much better. Oh yeah, a lot it's, better. It's just, it's a C, but there's like a little wave. And it's just like uh it makes so much so much more sense like it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's cleaner the, the color seems a little lighter i'm i'm, I'm so yeah i would so hey, uh, that. Uh, clippers if you guys need a graphic designer i know uh a good guy uh he did our logo so just let me know if right. you need to connect yeah so but, uh, do you have any more thoughts 
Uh, I am thoughtless right now. <laughs> right. It's been somewhat of a dry week, but it has been totally dry. Uh, hopefully, there's still some Clipper news going on in the future. But uh, yeah. Uh, we hope to see DJ in a Clipper uniform again. That, I would love that. And is that there anybody on the Clippers who's got number six or number nine? Because I know you were both numbers. I don't think so, right? No. So, yeah, he could put his old number on. It, it would be dope. Um, but, yeah, you can find us at LA Clips Forum on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and some of those weird other podcast things that I honestly feel like people don't use, but I guess some people do. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me at Brian Barry Andrew on Twitter or Brian Andrew underscore on Instagram. Where can they find you, Jesse? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, darn Mexican, and <laughs> uh, I am Mexican, uh, <laughs> by the way. Um, and then I'm, I'm also on uh, Twitter as uh, Jesse Sandoval, just no L at the end. It's mm-hmm. a one. It's pretty unique, different. You never see it before. It's the best. <laughs> That's my Trump <laughs> rap. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we appreciate you guys taking time listening uh, to our podcast. I know we went on a little rant towards the end, but we appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, and, and feel free out. to com- uh, have conversation with us on uh, on Twitter. We yeah, and, and if you're listening to this podcast, trust me, we have plenty of time until the season starts. So if you if you're if there's a question specifically you want to know, like hey, like what got you in the Clippers or what do you think is special about being a Clippers fan or whatever, or if you just have your own personal questions you want us to ask, that you want to ask about, about the current team, let us know. We'll, we'll talk about it. I know, and I know there's currently a dying question as to what happened to my, uh, my smoke detector. It is still uninstalled. So like one of these days I'm going to text you and I'm going to be pretty upset that you're not getting back to me. And then I'm going to find out that you were just burned alive. But... You're going to sit on uh, High Desert News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high Desert News. <laughs> uh, LA uh, Clips, uh, a co-host. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen again, guys. Thank you. Yep. And we're out. Take care.